Welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast. My name is Jake Eichert, and I am the Community Groups and Creative Director at Mission City Church, as well as the host of this podcast. Each week, you can find full-length sermons, five-minute sermon breakdowns, and inspiring conversations with guests about discipleship, current events, local outreach, and more. Our mission as a church is to make Jesus known, and we pray that this podcast does just that for you. If it does, please subscribe and share. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Mission City Church Podcast. All right, so this week, uh, we're talking about where we're going, and I'm really excited about that um, for several reasons. Um, one, because our, we're, as a team, we've been dreaming about what God wants to do through Mission City, um, and you're a, you're a huge part of that. Like, you you guys are, are absolutely a huge part of that. Uh, and so, if you haven't been here over the last two weeks, last two weeks ago, we talked about just celebrating a year, and we, we celebrated God's faithfulness, which is amazing just to see planting a church in the middle of a pandemic, and then just seeing God provide people and resources and just reaching reaching the city as well, and just also celebrating the community that already exists here, which, we're, we, which we love to be about. Um, that's one thing. And then last week, uh, instead of doing like a uh, a normal sermon about where we are, we had a panel from our different ministry leaders sharing um, what that is. If you, if you didn't catch that, you can hear them on the podcast that Jake does. It, it, it's, uh, it's already up there on the Mission City Church podcast. So this week is specifically talking about where we're going and uh, what do we hope happens uh, over, the next, over the next year. And, um, and, and for me, like, I want us to be, like, like the church is, should be known for, you know, glorifying God and, and uh, being a good community and also sharing the gospel and being outward focused. Uh, but I think for us over the, last, over the last 12 months, what God has done a great job of, of building this foundation that is, that does glorify him, that does worship him, and that has focused on developing, like, a godly community, but it's time to, to go out. And, um, and so that's what we're going to talk about today is like, what does it look like for us as a community to reach Kansas City or the Mission area or the Merriam area or Overland Park or Lenexa or wherever you live? What does it look like if you're a follower of Jesus to actually engage in the world around you, in the lost, and, and, and so that these people would come to the light or c- come and find salvation and forgiveness uh, in Jesus? And, and then if they already are following Jesus, how can they grow in their faith to multiply disciples as well? Uh, and so that's what I want to do. And it's, it's not a knock on, I don't think it's a knock. I mean, COVID has been a, a, an incredibly interesting time. Uh, I think it's been, it's been great for us to build this foundation. And it's not that we want to... Uh, eliminate our upward worship to God uh, or our inward like d- desire to grow as a community. It's that we de- we just desire that we want to we want to impact the world and we want to be a part of the mission that God has uh, for us as well. Uh, and so so this is the phrase that we're going to use, and I, I've been we've been using it um, from time to time, just talking about it with our other people. And I think it can be um, you might frame this question a, a little bit differently. You might you might define this 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 phrase or this idea. Um, a little differently, and so that's fine if you do. But l- let how how we are defining it shape the next year for Mission City. So, uh, the phrase that, that you might hear more often is this idea of live missionally. How are you going to live missionally? And for you, that might like evoke, oh, mis- missionally. Like that sounds like a missionary, and that sounds like someone that lives over there, and they're reaching people who are un reached. But the reality is, is that, that you, uh, you as a follower of Jesus, if you are one, you have a missional calling on your life. Like uh, your life, your life 
is is a mission field, and it can be. Uh, the reality is, uh, at least in a lot of the circles I've been in, is that in, in casual Christianity in the United States, uh, it's it's much it's much more of we have these things that we do. We go to church. We're in a small group. We maybe read our Bibles a few times a week, or we're upset because we're not reading it enough. We might serve. We might go overseas, and then we call it good. But but like you, if you say if you're in this room and you say, hey, I'm a follower of Jesus then you, you are a part, or there is an invitation to, to you to be a part of the mission of God. Your life is a mission. Your life is a mission. So there's a book called The Mission of God, which is a very long book that I don't encourage any of you to read unless you like like five or 600 page uh, academic theology books. Uh, and so if, if that's you, Tommy, you might be the only one. Uh, <laughs> Tom here, Luke, uh, you guys can, you can have, you can borrow it, but it's 500 pages from a guy named Christopher Wright. He's, a, he's an English guy and he's talking about what the mission of God is. But this is how he defines it pretty early on, like page 23. He says that this, there should be a slide with this on it too. He says, fundamentally, our mission, if you're like, I'm trying to get context for this, what does it look like to live missionally? So our mission, he's talking about the church, if it is biblically informed and validated, meaning if it's from the Bible, means our commitment to participation as God's people at God's invitation and command in God's own mission within the history of God's world for what? The redemption of God's creation. That's like a really cool, really nice thing. What the heck does that mean, Right. What it means is this, is that there is an invitation by God to participate in his missional purpose for the world, for the redemption of the world, for, for lost people to be found, for the broken and injustice part of the world. Like when, when something is wrong and you know it's wrong and you can do something about it, you should do something about it. Like that is a, you participating in what God's world. When someone is lost and you have the opportunity to share that Jesus is the savior of the world, like that, that is a part of, of the mission of God. And so where we are going is, is it's, this is my dream, by the way. And, I, and for most of you, if we've talked, uh, if we've had a one-on-one talking about the church, my hope, my, I, I, I've communicated to you, like at Mission City, we want to do a few things. We want to, we will have a service, of course. We, we can service with kids ministry and things like that. I've, I've said we have community groups, which is awesome. We, we have these discipleship groups we call Core Four. And then we want to, we want to empower you to live missionally. And, um, and this is the one that we haven't fleshed out yet. And so that's what we're going to flesh out over the next year. And it's not that like, hey, we want to live missionally as a, like we as an uh, existential uh, organization wants to live missionally. It's like you as a human being, we want you to look at your life and go, how can God use me where I'm at? Anyone, now, now, I will say this. This can be incredibly discouraging or uh, overwhelming, because for two reasons. One, it can be discouraging because you might be like, oh, I've been wanting to do this for a long time and I haven't. And so you, then you just beat yourself up and then you're frozen in the fact that you haven't done it uh, for however long you follow Jesus. So le- don't let condemnation sneak in right here. The second thing is, is this is we're not asking you that you, you'll get this a little bit once we get through the, the text that we're going to work through today. But we're not asking you to add uh, a whole bunch of stuff to your life. That's also the other thing, too, is I think there's this... Um, there's this like misconception that I have to add all of this additional things to my life so that I can be used by God. I need, I have to move to, 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 a, to a foreign country to live missionally. No, no, no. What are you already doing? What do you already care about? What are you already good at? And where that place intersects, that is where God, God, God wants to use you. 
you love coffee. You know what? There's other people in the world that love coffee. I love coffee. You know what? And 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 so you and and you already go and because you're a coffee snob, you already go to different coffee shops and drink. You know your espresso or your Ethiopian single origin, whatever pour over that you like that costs you seven dollars for a twelve ounce cup of coffee. And you and you have friends that do this with you. Invite your snobby coffee friends to come with you on a regular basis, months once a month to go try out new coffee shops. And instead of just drinking coffee, which you will do and you will love because you love coffee, you also could in you also could think about a, uh, from this is whoever you're bringing into that 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 group with you, uh, you can uh, you could leverage that to have spiritual conversations with them, and so it's using the already thing the thing that you're already doing. So, um, so but we need to think about those that are outside the church. I love I mean again I love having a great community. I love having services, but like we want to have an impact in this world. Uh, we 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 absolutely do. So. Uh, there's a passage in Ephesians 4 that we're going to look at today, uh, and, and, it, and, it, and I think it captures this uh, fairly well, uh, and then I'll talk to you a little bit more about the details of Mission Weekend, and then I'll also try, if you're still not convinced, I will try to encourage you one last time with an abounding number of scriptures and statements that are said to be about the people of God. So, uh, Ephesians 4 1 says this I therefore a prisoner this is Paul writing he says a prisoner for the Lord urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness with patience bearing one another in love eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and bond of peace there's one body and one spirit just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call one Lord one faith one baptism one God for a father of all who is over all and through all and in all. And so, um, so I, before we jump into this, this just very subtly, uh, so Paul, what, how does he describe himself in this passage? What does he say? He says, I therefore what? A prisoner of the Lord. And so, if, depending on what you know about Jesus, but Jesus has set you free, like there is, uh, you've been set free in Christ by his death and his resurrection, but yet Paul still describes himself as a prisoner. Why? Why does he do that? And so in his freedom that Christ bought for him on the cross, he chooses to surrender his life and subject his life to the will of the Father. He also will call himself a bondservant or a slave of Jesus. Isn't that crazy? So, I mean, we, not, I'm not going to poke fun at the United States, but we, we, we really care about our freedoms here. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, if you didn't know that, I mean, have you watched the news over the last year just talking about masks? And, and I'm, not, again, I'm not trying to make a political statement, but like we really care about our freedom in the U.S. But Paul is someone who was a Roman citizen who has been set free from sin and, and death and all these different things. Um, he says to himself, hey, I'm going to be a slave to Christ. Even though in my freedom, I'm going to subject myself to his authority. And so for us to actually live missionally, the first thing that we have to do is we have to acknowledge this, that we are like we are prisoners for Jesus. We're, 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 we're captives for Jesus, right? And uh, we, like, we will submit to the authority of Jesus, the Savior of the world, to his leading, his will, his instruction, and that overrides mine as well. And so, if, and again, this, this goes to if we're a follower of Jesus, like we, we yield to him even over our own desires. And then he challenges us to walk worthy of our calling in humility and gentleness and patience, bear one another in love, maintain unity, be one, be one. 
And then he talks about these gifts that God gives him. He says, verse 7, But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gifts. So as a follower of Jesus, guess what? Happy birthday, you get a present. Not happy birthday, but you get a present. It's amazing, right? Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, uh, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men or, or to human beings. And uh, in saying he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also descended into the lower regions of the earth. That's a great tangent that I want to go down, but I'm not going to. Uh, he who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And then this is the gifts that he gives that he describes. This is called the fivefold ministry. He he, he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be shepherds, and some to be teachers. And so we get this idea that, that Jesus is calling this group in Ephesus to live this way, to live in, in humility and gentleness and patience as people who are su submitted to the will of God. But he's going to give them gifts. He's going to call some to be apostles, which that means sent ones. He's going to call some to be prophets, which means uh, to to be the ones that kind of have the heartbeat of God or they listen to God. He's going to call some to be evangelists, which they're just like, have you, I mean, if you ever meet an evangelist, you know them. Like they just share the gospel all the time and they care about the law so much, so much. And, and he's going to give some to be pastors or shepherds. These are the people that care about the church. Uh, and he's going to call some to be teachers who are, 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 are truth tellers or the ones that are going to be gatekeepers of what is true and what is not true. And those five people call them offices, worked together uh, to, 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 like, to be unified and to accomplish the mission of God uh, for the church. And I don't know if you've ever, maybe you've never taken a five-fold ministry test, um, but there is a, there's actually, you can literally just Google five-fold ministry tests. And every follower of Jesus is one of these five things. Now, it's very similar to a spiritual gifts test, but this is, this is just limited to five, uh, specifically from Ephesians chapter four. And again, I would encourage you, if you don't know, if you don't know which one you are on this, um, it, it would be a good thing for you to think about like, hey, or, or to take a test on that or to ask someone that knows you well, which one are you? Because that's kind of what role you're going to play probably in whatever missionary, missional purpose that you're trying to do. Like if you're an evangelist, you're going to go try to find as many lost people as you possibly can. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're an evangelist, you're going to like, you, 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 you might be the dude on the street corner that people don't like that are saying, Jesus, Jesus, I want to talk to you about Jesus. If you're an evangelist, you're going you're gonna to do whatever you can. If you're, if you're, a, if you're a shepherd, you're gonna, you might be more of like a one-on-one -on -one counseling type of thing with your friends and say, hey, like my mission field is my friend group, and I'm going to reach them, and I'm going to have coffee with one of them every single month. You know, if you're, if you're an apostle, you might have this dream, this entrepreneurial dream to start a nonprofit somewhere in the United States to help the homeless people uh, that, that are all over Kansas City and then branch out to different places. And so if you're a teacher, you might, you, your thing might be like, I'm going to hold, uh, I'm going I'm to hold a Bible study and invite people that, 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 that want to do like an apologetic Bible study at my house. Like this, there, all of these different bents have different ways that they can be used by God. And when we, when we live and operate in our giftings, when we live and operate in our giftings, the, the, the church is complete. There's oneness, there's wholeness in it. And so, so why does he give these gifts? Verse 12 is this. He says, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. So he gives us these gifts to equip us for the work of the ministry. You are a part of this. I know there's more. I'm not going to jump into the rest of that text. You are a part of the mission of God. 
Did you know that? Like God has great plans for you so that, so that you can be used by him. Now, I, I want to be, be incredibly clear. You are not the hero of our Christian story. Just because God wants to use you, you are not the hero. Jesus is the hope of the world. Jesus is the hero of the world. But God has chosen to use his church to carry out this mission through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we must participate in this mission. We must participate in what he is calling us to do. And uh, this, this idea of living missionally goes back to our value of living whole which is, or live whole, which is allowing every aspect of our lives to be shaped by following Jesus, or as Paul says it, to be a prisoner of Christ. His will, his leading, whatever he leads me to, I'm going to submit to over anything else. And so, so the way that we want to do this, Jake already talked about it a little bit, but the way that we want to empower you is, is not to say, hey, you know, loosely say, hey, go, be, go live missionally. Good luck. High five. You're doing it. Good, you know, we don't, we don't we, yes, go live missionally. We're, we want to tell you that. But we as, as Mission City, our outreach team, has been working on a process to take you from I have an idea to uh, implementation. And so that weekend, that mission weekend, we want, I mean, if you ask me, like, we, we will, we're, we're uh, fitting the bill so it doesn't cost you anything. The only thing it costs you is your time. Um, and, uh, and so we will pay for the meals. We'll pay for the content or the rental of the space that we're going to be in. And, uh, but we desire for that, that weekend for you to come, for you to dream about how God could use you and then for you to make a plan. And then after that, we're going to hold you accountable. We'll have someone, uh, your table leader or someone from our outreach team will reach out to you and just encourage you to see how it's going. And then when you have wins, we'll celebrate with you. And when it's hard, we'll, we'll mourn and weep with you. Like, we want to walk alongside of this with you. But the church, for a long time, like, when we think about the church, we think about it as a, something that we do on Sunday mornings. It's a gathering, and it is. But it's intended, in, in the same way why we take communion, it's a, a reminding that Jesus came and was broken and given for the world. I've said that before in communion. And that, that we, as we remember this, we'll take this a little bit later, but if we as remember this a sacrament, as we remember this, 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 this meal, it's to remind us that we ourselves as, as people invited to be a part of God's mission are to, live, are to be broken and given for the world around us. Like we are little, we are little Christ. We're Christians. We're we're to be followers of Him, and we give our lives for the world around us as well. So, just to get into the details, though. So, what is it? So, it is Mission Weekend is a workshop. It is a workshop. Okay, there will be five sessions. It's a workshop Friday night and Saturday morning. You might be like, "That's a lot of time." I, ain't nobody got time for that. Two sessions like that. Well, one, you're gonna get free food. So chill. Okay, dang. Number two. Uh, it might not, we've never done it before. So it might take, it might take, it might not take that long. I think it will take two days, but it might not. And maybe eventually the next one we'll do will be one day. Um, so give us grace as we, th- as we think about that. It's going to be at Miriam Christian Church. Um, so uh, uh, if you, I'm pointing this way because I believe, this is, this is the direction of the parking lot. Yes. Is this right? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Thank you, Tommy. So uh, Christian Church, Miriam Christian Church is just across the highway. Uh, off of Johnson Drive. So it'll be there. They're hosting us so graciously, which is awesome. Um, 
And again, it's going to ask this question of how are you living missionally? There's the five sessions. The first one will take the longest. It's where you like kind of dream. It's where there'll be this, this whole questionnaire that you'll, you'll think through the, these different places where, where, where God might want to use you. And you'll finally get to a, a few ideas that you might have. Uh, and then it'll be a mission. You'll have to actually decide which one are you going to pursue. And here's the reality. Like our margins change depending on what season of life we're in. So you might only have an hour a month to do this. You might have, you might, you might have all the time in the world. And so we, we say, like, we, like, how does God want, to, want you to live missionally in this season? Because we, it'll change. Like, your, your passions might change. Your giftings might change. Your stage of life might change. And so it's, it's, it's also, it also means it's a little temporary, right? So it gives a little hope. There could be an end to this. Like, I might not have to drink coffee with my snobby friends forever, like once a month for the rest of my life. No, no, no. It can change. You can like tea. That's gross, as Ted Lasso says. But uh, what, is he, what, is, what is he called? Dirty brown water? Anyway, someone was asking me if I like matcha today as my wife was watching, walking in with her matcha, and I said, ew, that's gross. Uh, does anyone else like matcha? Matcha lovers? You, Luke, you like matcha? That's disgusting. God, it's gross. Oh, it's like, like, it's like green dirt. (laughs) But, but never mind. I'm not, we're not, (laughs) we're not doing this. Not right now. All right. So after you, after you, um, after you create, so you go from, I'm dreaming to like a 10,000 or 30,000 feet uh, one idea, hey, I'm going to drink coffee with snobby people uh, on, I don't know why I'm using this as the example. It sounds mean. I'm trying to make it a little funny. Um, I'm going to drink coffee with people once a month, and we're going to go to different places, and I'm going to invite people to come drink and try new coffee, and also I'm going to have spiritual conversations with them. From that, you'll actually uh, t- plan it. Like It'll not just uh, do what I like to do with plans, which is, hey, here's my dream. Let's. How do we do it? No idea. I just want to do this. Uh, so you'll actually work out objectives, goals, timeline, uh, not timeline yet, but goals. Then you'll think about who you're going to invite to be, do this with you. If you notice, when Jesus sends out his disciples, he always sends them out in twos. And so is there someone in your world that can join you in your mission or what God wants to call you to? Uh, and then finally, you'll timeline it. You'll set, hey, when do you want to start this? What are some goals? And, and we'll go in that way. Uh, because we believe, we believe like we are to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. We believe that the church is called to minister to people of the city by, by loving our neighbors, by caring for social justice, by sharing the gospel, by making disciples. There's a Venn diagram uh, I should have on here. I'm going to step back and see it. All right, so, um, so this is what Jake was alluding to, and this is also what I was talking about earlier. So if you look at this, so gifting, what are you, what are you good at? Like, what are, you, what are you actually good at? Some of you are really good at chess. I don't know who you are, but that's, that's awesome. And maybe God wants to use you to, to do something with that. Uh, some, some of you are um, you're really good at, like, opening up your home and being hospitable. And so you want to invite people to be at your house. Some of you are really smart. And you want, you want to engage people intellectually where I could not or someone else couldn't in, in the room. Some of you, um, you like have a heart for the poor and you, and like you, you're just compassionate and, uh, and you want to use that compassion. So it's, so what are you good at? What do you love doing? Cause let's be honest, like there's things that we all love to do and there's things that we don't like to do. 
So let's just think about this for a second. So I, I, I would love for someone just to, or the group, if you want to, shout out something that you don't love to do. We're going to do it on three. There's safety. Don't say any bad words. Uh, uh, but, but, but like, what's something that you don't love doing? Laundry. All right, there we go. Um, yeah, so it's not saying like, hey, you have, to, you have to find the thing that you don't want to do, and that's where God wants to use you. That's not what it is either. And then what do you care about? Like, what stirs you? What, what, what moves you? Like, when you read a news article and you're bothered by something, like, that's, that, that's, that's an issue or there's a value there that stirs you. Uh, what, what do you care about? Who do you care about as well? And so, again, so really the dream idea is where we'll, we'll make lists of all those things, and then we'll see, like, all right, where, where could God use me? Where could God use you? Uh, because, again, it's not just for me to, to do the mission of God because I am, happen to be the pastor of Mission City Church. It's all followers of Jesus are invited to participate in this as well. You're invited to do this as well. Um, a few myths, like this, it could feel like this is too complicated. Again, it's a, it, it could be something you're already doing, um, or it's something that you've always wanted to do. Another way to frame this is this idea of, uh, if, if this question is, if I could do anything for God and not fail, and knew I wouldn't fail, what would I do? I, if I could do anything for God and knew I wouldn't fail, what would I do? That's a great question to, to, to process this as well. Um, you might say, hey, I don't have the time for this. Again, it's intended to, it, it's intended to look at your life and see, hey, where could God's mission, like, uh, or where could God's kingdom break out in your life? Not something where you go, I got to add, got I got a Bible study class, and I got to study for that. I got to do all these different things. No, no, no. It should be, it should bring you joy to be a part of this as well. Um, and then also, I'm not qualified. Well, welcome to the club. None of us are qualified. All right. And I know there's there's insecurities here and I can't do this or I'm quiet or all this other stuff, too. Like God can like what if you love reading books? OK, I know there's a few of you out there, not many. But um, but if you love reading books, a book club. Hello, people. Come on. Look, look at that. You got your you got a whole ministry there. There, there it is. So um, there's tons of different things. Here's a couple of examples. Uh, that I was thinking about. So I know we have some ladies that like the bachelorette, which I don't know if we're supposed to promote that at the church or not. But I just know that people do. And I know that ladies will have parties at their house and they'll invite their friends. Boom. There's one right there. I know the, the Kennedys, I've talked to them. They're thinking about opening up their homes for anyone to come to breakfast on Saturday mornings or like once a month. We'll be there. All of us will be there this Saturday. So you better be ready. Uh, but, but you know what I mean? Like that's a, that's a great idea. Um, it could be that you, you, like, you care about a certain people group, and you care about refugees in uh, North Kansas City. And so you're like, doing something with that. It could be uh, that you uh, like coffee, like I said earlier. It could be a Bible study. It could be that you want to go through Revelation with people, uh, or you want to do an apologetics class with people. Uh, it could be with homeless people. It could be with uh, teen moms. It could be with single moms. It could be with uh, trafficking in the world. It could be uh, a fantasy football league. Did you know? that your ministry, all the men said amen, that uh, could be a fantasy football league where you, yes, everyone thinks that the, the point of the league is for you to win the championship, but your point of the league is for you to have spiritual conversations and win the championship. And, uh, but it could be. Like it, it does, and I, Lord, I, I, I see the men's faces. I know how, many, how much you guys love fantasy football, but that could be, that could be where you leverage what you love and, 
I'm horrible at fantasy, so not what I'm good at, but what you're good at for the kingdom of God. It could be that, like, you play in a volleyball league. It could be that you, uh, if you like beer or wine and you just meet at a brewery and you have conversations with them. It could be that you host a dinner party at your house. Uh, it could be that you love to garden and you go and do a workshop at, we call it the plant store, but Family Tree Nursery, which is like heaven on earth in the wintertime here. Um, it could be any of those things. And, and it's not like I have to do this with 10 people. It could be one-on-one. It could be one-on-three. It could be one-on-forty. It could be one-on-a-hundred. And, or two. Or, and so this, but we want to do this, and we want to celebrate this, and we want, to, we want God to use you where he's placed you. Because you will reach people that I will never reach. You can love and minister to people that I could never minister to because God has created you uniquely and placed you in a specific story and he has a plan for each of you. God wants to use you. He absolutely wants to use you. And so, and if you can't make that weekend, we'll do another one in the, in, in the wintertime uh, or we'll take you through the, the content so that you can do it. But we just want to, we want to mobilize you. We want to release you uh, so that people like to share the gospel, to make disciples in your world. Because you're a part of it. We talk, we, we make that, that, uh, that, that Lord of the Rings quote all the time for, for one of the hobbits to the ends where, like, you are a part of this world. You have a role to play in the mission of God. And a lot of it, like, well, so what, what do I do? Like, it's just about having spiritual conversations. You just figure out, like, hey, so does, where, where is this person? Do they believe in God? Are they followers of Jesus? And then how can you encourage them along the way? Like you just kind of pick them up wherever they are and then you have conversations where they're at and you, you begin to, to love on them, to care for them, and to minister to them. So will you join in this? This is the invitation. This is where uh, we want to go. This is what we want to focus on. This is what, what we hope over the next year we would see fruit from this a year from now. And um, if you still need convincing, I'm going to quickly go through some passages where I was thinking, so I was, I was brainstorming about, so where does this idea come from scripturally that God wants to partner with people? And so I have a few verses that, that we're going to read through. Again, I'm not going to hit, I'm going to miss some very key theological things in these passages, but for time, because Chiefs play at noon, uh, we all know that I need to get through these. So I'm going to get through these, uh, and then we'll take communion, and then we'll be done. But so the first one, the first one really is not on the screen, but it's Genesis 1. We talked about this five weeks ago or six weeks ago where we say that God has created uh, man in his image and he's called us to fill and subdue the earth. So we are his images to the world and we are to uh, rule and reign over the world. Like he's given us responsibility in creation day one. There we go. To harness the potential of the world around us and to, to create as he has created us as well. Uh, Genesis 12 says this. This is the Abrahamic covenant. So, But this is what he says to Abraham. He says, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt all but here's 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 here's, this is awesome all the families on earth will be blessed through you and they are because of jesus because jesus comes from the family of abraham but but like that's a that's a true promise to anyone who is grafted into that family and so as followers of jesus if you are one then then you are a you you are to be a blessing to the nations as well jesus uh, early in his ministry matthew 4 he says, come and follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. Like that's what Jesus is inviting his disciples into to, to actually fish for people. I was talking to this old dude 
Uh, he's an old pastor. Uh, he used to be at Westside. He's, uh, his name's Dan. And uh, he's like an, he's a good old Texas boy. And he always calls me buddy, which makes me want to hit him, which is, I don't, I just don't like to be called, or, you know, he calls me bud, which that makes me even more mad. Um, I don't know why, but I just, being called bud as a 34 year old man just makes me want to hit. I don't know. I, just, I, I didn't hit him, but I wanted to. Um, and anyway, so he was talking to me about, he said, he said, bud, you got, you got to have, you got to have some fishing holes. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, places that you put yourself regularly where you can fish for people. And so that's what a fishing hole is, a spiritual fishing hole. And so I don't condone what he does, but, but, but he reaches these people. He loves to smoke cigars. And again, he's like 65, 70 years old. He loves to smoke cigars. And so he goes to, there's a couple of cigar bars in Kansas City, and he will go and he'll go smoke cigars there every, every day on Thursday afternoon. And again, Mission City does not go smoking, see certain general warnings, whatever, go, go from there, right? But, but the point is, the point is, he, uh, but he's, he's had an impact there. He's seen people come to faith there. He has, uh, he has prayed and walked people through uh, their, like, trouble in their marriages. He's mourned and, and with people as they've lost loved ones in their lives. But it's because he shows up. Every, they know, Dan, hey, I'm available. I sit here. I'll be here for two hours. If you need anything, there's a chair next to me. Come sit next to me. Talk to me. He fishes that hole. He fishes that. He 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 is fishing that 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 fishing hole, and we need to do that. That we need to think about it in that way. We are called to fish for people. Jesus, a little bit later, says, "You are the salt of the earth." He's looking at the, he's he's the Sermon on the Mount. He's looking at this crowd of people. He says, "You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world," which is so powerful. It's it's incredible. Uh, he he says he sends them out. He says, "Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received." He, uh, th- he says in uh, Matthew sixteen twenty four. He says, "If any one any of you wants to be my followers, you must do what? Give up your own way and take up your cross and follow me." As Paul says, "A doulos of Jesus." He he picks up this laying down your life daily, laying down your life and saying, Jesus, whatever you have today, I will do it. Uh, the Great Commission, we all know this one, or if we've grown up in church, it says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And then he says, and be sure I know this, that I am with you always to the end of the age. His ascension, he says in Acts 1 8, he says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And then 2 Corinthians 5 17 says this. So we are, this is so good, we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Like you are Christ's ambassadors pleading with, with God as well. It's not, it's not time to sit on the sidelines and just to wait for the world to pass us by. It's put me in, coach. I'm ready to play because you have a role to play in this thing. So what I did, uh, and we'll, 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 you'll hear this a, a few more times, but what I did was I took all from all those passages, and there's more little nuggets, and I wrote down all of these statements that speak to who we are. I'm going to invite Evan and uh, Tommy to come back up. And I'm going to read this list to you of what it says that, that you're called to, because if you don't believe me that God wants to use you, listen, listen to what is said about followers of Jesus. And so it says this. It says, I am made in the image of God. It could be on the screen. There's two slides for the screen. I am blessed by God. I will be fruitful and multiply. I will fill and govern the world God has given me to rule and reign. Uh, 
I have everything uh, I have everything I need or will have everything when I need it. I will go wherever God shows me. I will walk humbly because God exalts in his time. I will bless others. I am the salt of the earth. I am the light of the world to shine into the darkness. I will do the good things of God so that those in darkness will see them and praise your Father. I am sent. I will announce Jesus' kingdom. I will look for people of peace to assist me wherever God is leading me. I may be sent uh, to the wolves, but Jesus will never leave me. I will have the wisdom and the words of the Holy Spirit. I will give up my own way, lay down my life, and follow Jesus. I believe the harvest is great and the workers are few. I will ask God for more workers. I will pray God to show me persons of peace. I will not hesitate to accept hospitality. I will do what I can for those in need and tell them about the kingdom. I will keep looking if I am rejected. I know whoever accepts my message is accepting Christ. I will worship Jesus is risen king. I know Jesus has all authority in heaven and earth. I will go and make disciples everywhere God sends me. I will I will obey all things Jesus commands and teach others to do the same. I know Jesus is with me. I receive power from the Holy Spirit. I am a witness of Jesus. I am a new creation in Christ. I am brought back to life by God in Christ. I, I will reconcile people to Christ and I am Christ's ambassador. God is making his appeal through me to others to come back to him. That's you. That's you. That's not, that's not, that's not just me. That's not just the apostle Paul. That's, that, that's not just the disciples. Those are words that are about you. And if we are, if we are going to do the things that God has called us to do as his church, and we are going to participate in his mission for this world, for the redemption of people and the redemption of creation. And you're a part of it. And so will you live missionally? Will you, will you go on this journey with us? Will you, will you think and examine where, what you're good at, what you're passionate about, what you care about, what you love? And will you ask God to use you and show you how he wants to use you over this next season? Would you pray with me? So Lord Jesus, we thank you so much. And we, we bless you, God. We, we praise you for what you're doing. And, and God, I just pray that right now, even as doubt comes in, as, as, as hesitancy comes in, God, I just pray that you would, you would, you would just empower those that want to, want to live missionally, God. And you would give dreams and hopes and ideas to those that are listening here today. We love you so much. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission City Church podcast. Mission City Church is a non-denominational church in Mission, Kansas. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at Cinemark 20 off of Johnson Drive and I-35. We also have three community groups that meet every other Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like more information, please visit our website at missioncitykc.com or you can email me at jake at missioncitykc.com.